You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Avukta. This is Murps. Hello. Look, there, there's no update. There's, there's not much. Uh, if you're here and you're like, oh, wow. Was there some big change? There has been no big change. You're still going to get maged. Uh, but we're going to talk about some stuff, okay? But there's, there's going to be a, there's a huge change. What are you talking about? They, they nerfed the location. The nerf that we've been asking for finally happened. And, and, and in case you, you've been living under a rock, um, this is an overall game change. Nothing specific happened for the arena. But uh, they did nerf the mage location from two, uh, three charges to two charges, which is uh, pretty big. Um, that does not mean the location is not busted anymore. Uh, the location is still busted. But if you look at the win rates, it's now the same as Deathborn. Rather than like being 4% higher than Deathborn and absurdly high compared to everybody else in terms of win rates. So it did matter. And if you look at the mage's win rate, it went down by like 1%. Um, so now it's only 52.2%, which is pretty huge. Like 52.2% as your best class is insanely low for, uh, Very for low. class balance. I- and it meant that that mage secret, uh, sorry, that mage location, having that third charge, which you don't even get to play until the fifth turn after it comes out, was responsible for 1% of win rate in the entire class. That's how absurd that card is. Yeah, uh, 52% for the top class. Is that the lowest we've ever had? I, I think so. I, I, I don't remember historically, right? Um, but I think that would be. Because uh, a lot of things have to happen for, for your top class to be uh, 52%. It, it also means there's there's a lot of like RNG going on. Um, because you can have a very powerful class, um, but... Like, it just shows that it's not like, you know, this sort of GVG meta. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Like, you know, they're they're tempoing and then they kill you and there's nothing opponents can kind of do about it. Yeah. Um, and we've said this before about Mage. Uh, the, the problem is not that the win percent was too high, right? Like, 53% was a totally good win percent for the highest class. The problem is that three out of four Mages suck a lot. And then one out of four mages, like mages that get drafted. And one out of four mages of this broken deck that you can't beat. And that hasn't changed that much. That's still the same thing. Only the brokenness of the broken decks have reduced a tiny bit. So, yes, it's a big change. Yes, the numbers are going to look better. But the what you're going to see when you hit, like, eight wins is not actually going to change. Um, you're still going to be locked down, frozen twice. Um, everyone's still picking the location because it's still the best card of mage outside of puzzle box. Uh, well, I mean, that's a new development, right? It used to be the best card of mage, period. Hands down, way better than puzzle box. Now it's win rates a little bit lower than puzzle box, but it's still an absurdly powerful card. Um, so yeah, uh, that's it. I, I, I haven't faced a mage location yet, actually, in this new meta. I've uh, I've only drafted very crappy decks that we were very happy to get to five wins, and sometimes we didn't make it to five wins. Uh, but I I imagine that the feeling won't be too different when you get to the top because 
I want to say maybe 15% of matches I've had against mages, they even get to that third charge in a way that was meaningful. So, in those 15% of the times, yeah, it's going to be a huge difference. But, you know, when, when you have like a, a, a near 0% win rate for a location coming down more or less on curve, and now you have a 15% win rate... Like yeah, it's a difference, but it's not like uh like you didn't you didn't really solve the problem here. Yeah, um this is one of the main complaints that people had with the previous meta and kind of the current meta as well. Um the the issue isn't that like oh, mage is always strong, right? It's like if I get the location, I have a very strong deck but then i also have to draw it sometimes i can draw my mm -hmm. crap cards and for a decent amount of decks you won't get the location you won't get any of these yep. good cards that's what will end up happening and people are very frustrated because you won't get it a good amount of times this is why it's a freaking 52 percent win rate um mm -hmm. and then when you get hit by it it really feels bad yeah like if you have these cards in your deck it's like a 60 percent win rate at least for like the uh, average HS replay player, which is where we get these stats from. Um, but if you don't, you're like at a 45% win rate, and that is three out of four, four decks. Uh, anyway, um, that's that's the mage change. Uh, it's big because you hit the best card in the game, but it's not big because the meta hasn't really changed. To whatever extent the meta has changed though, the way it's changed is that tempo is now even more important. Because you know what that secret did? It stopped tempo. And now, tempo has a 15% chance of being able to beat that kind of deck. So yay! Uh, and you can actually see this reflected. You can see this reflected in crazy, crazy ways, right? That 1% win rate, it's shifted everything a little bit. So I want to focus today's discussion on Mermy. This is our fifth podcast episode, mainly focused about Mermy. And uh, Mermy deserves it. Mermy is one of the most interesting cards in the game, one of the best neutral common cards in the game, and it just flat out dominates so many metas that it's a part of. And we had mentioned Mermy before, but it wasn't quite dominating this meta just yet. Like, it was good, it's a tempo meta, but it wasn't dominant. Well, now, Mermy's win rate is 57.2%. There is only one common or rare card uh, above it on the neutrals, and that is Rap Golem, which is 0.3% uh, better, and that's a rare card. Every other common card, including Dark Moon Statue, is at or below that rate. Including Derailed Coaster is at or below that rate. Frickin' Anonymous Informant, the next secret you play cost 0%, is actually below that now. An Anonymous Informant was, like, way out and ahead. I mean, part of that has to do with the fact that Hunter got nerfed, and now Mage got nerfed a little, but, uh, but, but the point is Mermy is dominating this meta. Uh, and if you haven't picked up on it yet since they uh, they nerfed the location, yeah, you should uh, you should pay more attention to Mermy. You know, Arjun Squire is somewhere, you know, alone, uh, wondering why you never gave it like the, uh, the 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 like sheer credit and adulation that you're giving to Mermy so it, it, many times. It doesn't do anywhere near as well as Mermy, okay? <laughs> Even when they're both in the game, Arjun Squire is a pale imitation of Mermy. Damn. Damn. That, that, like, I mean, seriously, that Murloc tag does matter a lot, and when it's a one-mana card, you can combo it very easily if you don't have to play it on the first turn. 
So the Mermaid tag matters even more. The, the Mermaid tag, the Murloc tag matters even more. Um, it's uh, it really does some work. And and when you're a one drop that's already an Argent Squire, which is pretty good, like having something that does a little bit more combo work, it's just it's it it, it pushes it over the top. Um, but I want to bring up Mermaid not just because it's doing really well and it's interesting that, you know, Mermaid, a one-mana Argent Squire, basically, uh, is doing so well in so many different metas by the, by the win rate percentages. But also because I keep hearing a lot of talk about this other one-drop. It's stealing all the attention. Like, Mermaid does not get a lot of attention these days, okay? Except for being cute, obviously. But that's not what I care about. I care about it being a powerhouse, being an absolute beast in this meta. And people seem to think that rather than Mermaid, Dredger Staff, which is way uglier, like way less cute than Mermaid, oh, yeah. uh, is actually the one-drop beast. It's also common, right? And in case you somehow don't know what Dredger Staff is, it's one mana, one, two. Battlecraft, give minions in your hand plus one health. Like, all the minions in your hand plus one health. And um, it's performing right now around where Wandmaker is around where Circus Medic is, around where Claw Machine is, where Temple Berserker is. And we talked about Temple Berserker before. Um, it's around where Crab Rider is. We've talked about Crab Rider too. Like, these are very good cards. Dredger Staff is a very good card. But Dredger Staff is not anywhere near as good as Mermy. By the win rates. So, what I want to spend a big chunk of today's episode talking about is why. Why? Is Dredger Staff not as good as Mermy? So, an interesting thing, uh, because look, we know your opinion already. You obviously love Mermy. Uh, you you really, really love Mermy. Um, and I see a comment in the chat already that's like, does Murphs agree with this? From what I have been playing, I don't love Dredger uh, Staff as much as other people love it. Um, I, I think the difference in having a mermy to start off with uh is more impactful for me like the i agree with the win rates here i i just do and i'll let you go first because i know you were going there uh, but i i did want to interject and mm -hmm. was like yeah, yeah. i like mermy as well here yeah um so I'm going to launch into a whole bunch of uh, analysis about tempo right because both mermy and dredger staff are about tempo I guess Dredger Staff also gives a little bit of card advantage in addition to Tempo, but they're mostly about Tempo. And I'm going to analyze them mostly about what happens when you get to play them on turn 1. Because no matter how much you love either of these cards, if you're playing them on turn 10, they're not that impactful. They're just not that impactful. And whatever difference between Mermy and Dredger Staff that happens on turn 10 is going to be very, very, very extremely minor because their impact is very, very extremely minor, both of them, like at turn 10. So most of their value and difference in win rate is going to come from turn one. But I do want to preface this before the people who actually understand stats and are looking at the same stats I'm looking at jump down my throat. Uh, Mermy's true win rate is probably not that high compared to what uh, HS Replay always puts it as because Mermy is not drafted anywhere near as much as Dredger Staff, which means Mermy is generally drafted by people who know how good Mermy is, which are people who generally have higher win rates than the people who don't know how good Mermy is, which are people who generally have lower win rates. And so if you didn't know how good Mermy is, now you know and your win rate's going to be higher. That's how stats work. Um, so uh, that is, you know, one of the factors. 
another factor is simple synergy, right? Dredger Stab doesn't synergize with a lot of things. Mermy synergizes with Murlocs. If you already have your Murloc synergies in, you're more likely to pick a Mermy. Your Mermy's going to be better in a Murloc synergized deck than Dredger Stab is going to be in a regular deck, clearly. Um, and finally, third, uh, it is... Um, wait, no, that's it. Uh, that's it. Those are, those are my two. Uh, oh, no, no, sorry. Third, Dredger Staff is better the more minions you have in your deck because it buffs minions. The more minions you have in your deck, generally the worse your deck is to begin with. So Mermy is picked neutrally across all decks with either minions or spells. Dredger Staff probably favors minions a little bit more or has impact on, you know, whatever. Either way, they, all of these kind of artificially push Mermy's win rate up compared to if you just, like, pick it in your first card or an average draft pick it as your 15th card. Uh, for both of these cards. So I'm not totally sold on the fact that Mermy is actually that much better on a win rate percentage than Dredger Staff, but it's a pretty big difference in number. Like it's like 0.5% higher uh, than, than Dredger Staff on the uh, on the win rates. And it, they've both been seen a lot of times. Anyway. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah. I think you make an interesting point there in which uh, a lot of people kind of like Dredger Staff typically, right? Like they're they, they just like, oh, Dredger Staff is just kind of a better card. You do want to make this consideration when you're picking. Uh, obviously, Dredger Staff only buffs minions. If your deck is full of minions, there is a 99.9% .9 chance your deck is not too great. Um, and what happens uh, in, in those cases as well is that uh, in, in those decks that are actually really good, you just want that immediate tempo, right? You don't want mm -hmm. that super annoying me, for example, with my stupid hunter decks uh, to just kind of hunt you down. Like that extra 1-1 at the start of the game will, might make the difference between you getting to your mass hysterias hysterias light bombs etc etc versus you not getting there right and then taunting up and then winning the game um so you do really want to think about this like the uh, the difference there because i see so many dredger staffs uh and for good reason like it's a good card i'm not saying like to not pick it it, it, it it's a good card uh but i think it is probably being picked a little bit too often uh mm -hmm. and and not sort of uh with the deck in mind yeah uh treasure staff is almost an auto pick and i don't pick it quite frequently and chat gets gets really mad at me for not doing it but there are plenty of reasons not to pick treasure staff um i'm gonna break down the tempo and how it works for you between mermy and treasure staff so first mermy is pretty straightforward it is a one one and then that one one has more health than one you can think of it as two bodies but it's a really confusing way to think about it except with regard to infuse right in which it actually is two bodies and that is a big part of this meta of why but that's i'm filing that under combos same as the fact that it's a murloc same as the fact that it has a uh, a reborn mechanic uh, although i don't think there's that many reborn combos going on these days it's, uh, it's the same idea so setting all those aside right now mermaid is around like a one four if you play it on turn one. Like, somewhere around a 1-3 to a 1-4. So you get 2 to 3 extra health on the Mermi, effectively. If you play it on turn one. Compared to just a 1-1, one, one, right? Pretend there's no reborn mechanic on it. Pretend it's just like a 1-mana a 1-4. One, 
it's not quite as good as a one mana one four, maybe a one mana one three point five or something. So you get that defensive tempo, that health tempo immediately. So you're plus two point five on tempo right now on turn one. When you play Dredger Staff, you're therefore down. Remember, Dredger Staff is one more health. It's a one two, not a one one. But you're still overall down minus around one point five tempo compared to what a mermaid is doing, right? Now, 1.5 immediate tempo versus what Dredger Staff is doing, which is it's buffing your hand. So what is Dredger Staff buffing? Well, you start out with three cards and then you draw a card and you play Dredger Staff and Dredger Staff doesn't buff you, so there's three more cards available. Of those three cards, on average, two of them are minions. Not three. So you're buffing two more cards. And those cards are delayed. So they're obviously not coming out this turn. They could come out next turn if it's a two drop. Or they could come out, could come out the turn after that if it's a three drop. But sometimes they get delayed quite a bit, right? Sometimes they're five drops, sometimes they're eight drops, sometimes they're 10 drops. And they only get one extra tempo as well. So you can get 1.5 tempo immediately or you can get, and I'm, ex I'm only looking at uh, going first. If you're going second, you do have that extra card with Dredger Staff. So you do have, like, so instead of getting uh, just two more hits, you're going to get something like 2.75 or 2.66 hits or whatever. So on average, I'm going to call it 2.5 hits to be favorable to Dredger Staff. So Dredger Staff gets 2.5 banked tempo, whereas Mermy gets 1.5 immediate tempo. The banked tempo can't be played this turn at all. So it's going to depreciate in, in, in value to, I don't know, maybe around two of value the next turn. And at best, you're going to be able to play one of that tempo. And the remaining tempo is going to depreciate again the turn after that. And this is if you can get it out on two and three. So if you can play Dredger Staff, then play a two drop that is buffed, then play a three drop that is buffed, Dredger Staff is better. The math is just going to add up to be more than Mermy. But assuming you can't do that, and the vast majority of times you have Dredger Staff in your hand, you are not going to be able to do that. Because remember, Dredger Staff also takes a spot in your hand. So your chances of actually curving out two and three are significantly lower because you have a Dredger Staff in your hand that's taking up a spot. Like, you only have three other cards by after you draw a card on turn one rather than two extra cards, or, you know, more if you have coin or whatever. Um... Now, if you have to have a delay after that, so if the if the three drop, let's say, or the two drop that you get is off a top deck and not the thing that Dredger Staff buffed, then immediately Dredger Staff is no longer worth it compared to Mermy on a pure tempo basis. And from that point on, Dredger Staff will have to make up for it by the fact that it still gets more card advantage overall than Mermy does, no matter what, right? Because those stats, although tempo-wise they have depreciated, card advantage-wise, they're still doing their work, right? They're still, they're still adding uh, the health where it's at. So uh, some portion of Dredger Staff's value is actually in card advantage in comparison to Mermy's value. Mermy's value is entirely in tempo. It's too simple. It's in tempo, it's put out, it's that much stuff. But Dredger Staff is not just, it's delayed tempo. You're getting potentially more tempo, but when you analyze tempo, each delay is costly. Whereas the card advantage delay is much less costly. So, with that understanding, right, just from a pure math perspective now, 
the more tempo is valued and the less card advantage is valued, such as the meta and how it's going. The meta actually has just been kind of getting more and more and more and more tempo uh, as, since the launch. Which is to say, at launch, the correct way to play it was super tempo, and we told you this. And then people started catching on very, very slowly. And we are now at the point that's like more than a month after the launch. They've nerfed some stuff, and everybody's caught on now. Everybody's playing tempo. So, it, tempo is just very, very important. This is all a very long-winded way of using the numbers, and I hope proving why Mermi is a very slightly better card in a tempo meta than uh, Dredger Staff. Because it has more tempo. Wow. That that was a long way to just say that. But no, it's true. Look, um, the real problem that this meta has is you just really can't be comfortable with any card advantage less than complete dominance in card advantage. If you are only up like four cards or so, that's that's something that is. I'm not gonna say like super easy for the opponent. Okay, four to, cards is still a lot. No, it's still a lot, but then they play Ysera, right? Yeah, yeah, but like at four cards, you're gonna win more than seventy five percent of the time. With four cards, that means card that means they have to pull out some sort of legendary, typically not not just a good big card, but or a sprint. But those, oh my god, Sprint. Uh, but those legendaries exist, right? Those legendaries absolutely exist. So, yeah, it's uh, it's very, very possible. Um, and it goes to that inconsistency of being comfortable with your lead. So, Mermi mm -hmm. is uh, a good safety blanket. You just kill them. Just kill them before they can play the Ysera. Just kill them before they can do all this stuff. Um, invalidate a lot of their good cards. Or even just, like, um, when I say good cards, I don't even necessarily mean like, oh, make sure you, they don't get to their Sire Denathrius. Um, if you're chunking them and getting their health low and you have a wide board, what does that Sin Runner do, right? Like you mm -hmm. are exploiting the weakness of a Sin Runner. Uh, what does the Stoneborn General do? Uh, it, that actually does nothing. So this <laughs> is why um, the Mermi is so powerful. Yeah. Um... We, we, that that's an analysis of of the meta and what you want to do in the meta how to be tempo possible uh basically both cards are tempo possible mermy is even more tempo is more tempo probable than dredger staff because dredger staff is still a little delayed and remember we just did the tempo math and mermy's already out ahead on the tempo math that's this is not counting the infuse math which is almost all tempo as well. This is not counting the Murloc tag math, which again is also almost all tempo. So there's a lot of also sneaky, more more sneaky ways for Mermaid to get you the extra tempo advantage than there is for uh, Dredger Staff. Um, in fact, if anything, Dredger Staff works against Infuse because it makes your stuff harder to kill off. I've had that happen to me so many times where I Dredger Staff something and I'm like, ah. Now I'm going to, like, not be able to infuse this for one extra turn because my stuff is alive. Obviously, I'm happy my stuff is alive. But am I? Like, in the infuse meta, sometimes you, you want the tempo earlier. Um, and that one turn actually is the equivalent to what would be, like, six face damage uh, over the course of the next three turns. And that changes the whole shape of the whole game. So... I mean, we spent a lot of time saying this, and every time we talk about it, this is like kind of a different dimension because we have a, a interesting comparison, I think, to make with Mermi and everybody's favorite now Dredger Staff for whatever reason. Uh, but Mermi is better. Like, 
we, we, we think Murmy is better. Not like hugely better, but it's a little better. And I'm pretty sure the vast majority of players would snap pick Dredger Staff over Murmy. I think so, yeah. Like not even think about it. Yeah. Um, and I think what we're really just pitching is like, you should think about it. Um, there are, I think there are decks in which you can pick one. I think there are decks in which you can pick the other. Um, I certainly like Mermaid a lot. I'm not saying that I would pick it in every single deck, um, mm-hmm. but it's definitely one in which you should be thinking because, man, I see Dredger Staff a ton and not always on turn one, right? Like you see the decks in which people are picking these Dredger Staffs um, and at least a few of them, I think I would say, I'm like, there was probably a better pick there. Like there was probably mm-hmm. a better pick there uh, in which like, man, your deck is really, really good. And if your deck is good, like with all of these spells and everything, you probably don't want that. Now, you know, look, they could have picked the Dredger Staff early, right? I don't want to make judgments yeah. here. Or but... they didn't have better options. Dredger Staff is still better than it's the still, average card yeah. they're going to be offered. Yeah, too, yeah. You know? uh, but... but from just what I see, uh, it is being picked probably a, a, a little bit higher uh, versus where Mermaid should be picked. Yep. Um, and that's just what this is about, right? It's it's about making you think more about Mermaid. Um, and I would say most of the time, Mermaid's going to be a better pick than Dredger Staff, especially if you're drafting correctly and you're not hitting, like, I don't know. I don't know just if you're drafting correctly, you have a tempo deck in this meta. That's just kind of where, where it's at. Like, if you did not start your draft off with a Ysera, then you're probably drafting a tempo deck. And if you're drafting a tempo deck, then Mermaid is better. So, Mermaid's going to be better. Um, and the better of a player you are, the more you can actually use the Mermaid than the Dredger Staff. Because the Mermaid is out and doing more stuff, which gives you more decision-making power. Uh, the Dredger Staff kind of comes out, and then you just have everything like a little more powerful, right? It's like more brainless to play than a Mermaid. Um, so, yeah. Uh, pick your Mermaids, guys. Don't, don't, don't keep sleeping on this uh, card that's almost the top card in like every meta it's in. Um, it's it's also why like people keep asking like we rated Dredger Staff a C plus, and uh, people keep asking it's like oh my god what a what a terrible like you guys messed up there it's like nah it's at best a B like I don't know if C plus is wrong but there's no way Dredger Staff is a B plus it is so far away from a B plus it is not even a mid B it will be below where a mid B is for Dredger Staff. So and, here's the question I, I have. Like, how impressed are you with Dredger stuff? I've, I've never been that impressed by it. I don't know. Like, um, I think it, it's fine. Like, it's like it's good. Uh, it's, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 I like it. Uh, I, I'm not super impressed with it. But, like, everyone else is super impressed with it. Like, I think it's beyond, like, the whole meme factor. I think, like, people actually really like Dredger stuff. And they think it really does a lot. And it kind of does for, you know, a one-mana card that sort of functions as a one-drop by itself before the buffing. But, yeah. Alright. So, that's that's Mermy versus Dredger Staff. Think about it. Now, we're going to go to the other end of the spectrum. On neutrals, uh, on new neutral cards from from this deck, and another very impactful card in this meta. We're gonna do a card good bad now on Stoneborn General. Stoneborn General that we rated a tier at launch, and that I still think 
is a low A tier card. It is performing fine. It's not performing poorly, but it is performing like a little bit worse than a Dredger Staff, which, you know, a Dredger Staff is performing very well, but clearly we were talking about Dredger Staff as not even being a B plus card. And here is Stoneborn General performing like 0.3% lower than Dredger Staff. Uh, it's performing around, again, same cards, right? Like a little bit worse than Claw Machine, uh, about the same as a Pen Flinger, about the same as a Maze Guardian. Uh, like, like they, those are all fine cards, but they're not really screaming A. So besides that, this meta is terrible for, uh, for a Stoneboard General, which we identified when we were giving the rating. We're like, I don't know, this card will feel like it's an A-tier card, but switch a meta and it'll be, it'll be ridiculous. Um... Let's talk about what is good and what is bad about this card. You wanna you wanna take the first stab at this? Well, Are you excited to talk about Stoneboard General? Okay, you want me to take the good or the bad? Uh, whichever. All right, I I I, 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 I want to talk about the bad, but I will talk about the good. This is what they make you do in debate class, right? It's like, oh, whatever side you want to argue, they make you argue the other side. So what is very good about Stoneborn General is uh, its combination of initiative plus the stickiness and ability to get even more initiative the more you need it, right? It doesn't happen very often, but if you need to kill off like an 8-8 and like a 5-5, wow, you could do both and still be left with like an 8 attack minion on the board. 13 damage and an 8-3 on the board. Yes. So that is very good, obviously. Um, now, what's bad about it, I think, is... For what the meta is right now, in terms of all of these swings, the fa and the fact that people have are catching on that it is very, very tempo possible now, you just get beat uh, sometimes before the general comes out. You get beat after it comes out as well. It doesn't taunt. It don't. It only kills probably one thing. It could kill two things uh, if they're really big, but probably just like one thing. Um, and I think just more and more people are catching on. I'm not saying that everybody is drafting aggro, especially not my kind of aggro. Uh, but maybe it's just me. You can tell me if you, you feel differently. Um, I feel as though people are going face, whether correctly or incorrectly, uh, a little bit more now. Which I think overall is pr in this meta is probably the correct choice. And I know some of you guys out there will be like, it's always the right choice, Mark. Uh, <laughs> but I think in this meta, it's like, if you're unsure, eh, don't blame me if you lose because of this, but like, go face. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's good. Um, and I, it feels like I see people do that more often now, which is good. And then that always takes a little bit more away from the Stoneborn general. Um, so that's kind of the problem. Like, you know, there are some huge cards which, uh, and obviously, I don't want to compare Stoneborn General to Sire Denathrius because they're very, very different, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, Sire Denathrius is like, oh shit, I'm losing a lot. Like, okay, now I win, right? Stoneborn General is very far away from that. Yeah. So 
a lot of the problems with Stoneboard in general. Uh, so one, like it's going to be better in different metas, right? Like this meta has a lot of card advantage too, even though we talk about tempo. It's like the worst of all worlds for Stoneboard in general. There's so much card advantage that you don't need this guy for card advantage, but there's also so much tempo and people are going face so much now that this card is kind of unplayable. <laughs> like even when you get to 10 mana, like this card's kind of unplayable a lot of times. Um, uh, so that's all, all of that's going to get better. In, in future rotations like it's gonna get better in like two weeks or three weeks whenever they do the next rotation like it, it will uh this card's gonna we rated it a we stand by it right um but this card also always suffers from one fundamental problem and i'm saying it will always suffer from this fundamental problem always this will never be fixed and that is that stoneborn general will not win you the game yeah. But Stoneborn General is a 10 mana card. And being a 10 mana card means, one, you cannot put other 9 or 10 mana cards into your deck and still have a tempo deck. So if you t- pick a Stoneborn General and then the game gives you a Ysera, you're screwed. You are now playing a very slow deck. Or even worse... You've drafted a tempo deck, kind of relying on the Stoneborn General to cap you off, and now your deck just doesn't make any sense because you have like three one drops and then a nine drop and a ten drop. You can't bridge that. So when one drops are really good, and as we talked about with Mermy, one drops are really good right now in this meta, you can't bridge a one drop into a ten drop because you're going to pick a bunch of one drops and then you're not going to have enough cards. And then you're going to need cards to play before you get to Stoneboard General. This meta is probably better than any other meta in being able to fill your hand with random crap before then. And you're even going to struggle in this meta. In future metas, that will not be a thing. If you have three one-drops in your deck, as you typically do in this meta, I think. Like, at least I always struggle to draft any less than three one-drops, even when I try really hard not to. Um, you can't have a Stoneboard General in your deck and have it make sense. And if you do have a Stoneborn General in your deck, and you're trying to make it make sense, you definitely can't have a Ysera also. So what happens if you get offered Ysera later? Like, I would pass it, but I hate Ysera. You guys won't. You'll all take the Ysera, and then you'll know what you know what'll happen? You'll lose. You'll lose the game. And part of it is Ysera's fault, because Ysera sucks. But another part of it is Stoneborn General's fault. Because you would have won more games if you didn't have the Stoneborn General, and you just picked the Ysera. But you would never know. Because you pick the Stoneborn General first, and then you pick the Ysera. If you already had a Ysera, you're definitely not picking a Stoneborn General. Like, I'm giving you more credit than that. So, you have this problem where every other draftable big, like, really big cards. I'm not talking about 7 drops here. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about 8 drops. I'm talking about 9 and 10 drops. Where every other draftable really big card is significantly better than Stoneborn General. And yet, the meta extends all the way down... That it will be really, really hard for you not to be taking the one drops, including the one drops that don't add another card to your hand. If it's a one drop that adds a card to your hand, they get a one drop, but I'm not really counting it for these purposes because you have something else to play to keep it going, right? Before you get to turn nine or turn 10. So, Stoneborn General suffers because it's taking up a slot that only makes sense if either one, the average quality of your deck is really bad. So that Stoneboard General is actually really good. But in that case, you're just going to lose because your deck is bad and you're playing a play style that is get to the end of your deck and then compare whose deck is better. 
So then you're just going to lose. That's a or, terrible playstyle these days. Um, yeah, it's a terrible playstyle these days. You can't do that. Yeah. It's an even worse playstyle if your best card's Stoneboard General. <laughs> um, yeah, because uh, other people have Sires and Yseras. Yeah. Uh, Stoneboard General like could be like, we rated an A-tier card, but you know what you can't do? You can't build a deck around getting to a 10-mana A-tier card. You need to get you need an S tier card if you're building your deck around getting to a ten mana like card that would just try to win you the game that way. So Stoneborn General is this supporting card for like a really good supporting card, but it's for a playstyle that only works if everybody's deck's power level kind of comes down a bit, or everybody's speed slows down a lot from where we currently are. Like if one drops are nowhere as good as they are right now, or like one drops that don't generate cards are nowhere as good as they are right now. Like, there are no more Mermies. Mermies. Dredger Staff. Those are the offenders here, right? Um, if those stop existing, and then you just get to start the game on two, or even better, in those previous metas, sometimes you didn't start the game until three, where, like, two drops were totally optional. I remember those metas. Those are weird. Uh, then... If either of those situations happens where your low end becomes bad, tempo-wise, or your high end becomes bad, because, I don't know, they, like, reduce the offering rates of all legendaries, um, or they put really bad sets in with this set, like, even worse sets than we have right now, right? Like, take out the, the even moderately okay sets like, uh, like, uh, like Skullamance and whatever, right? Um, then, yeah. Then you're going to see this card shine, and then you'll see why it's an A-tier card. But just the way the game works, you can't put an A-tier 10-drop in your deck and still have a winning deck. You can't. Yep, I think that's true. Um, and, and really, the, the subtext to this uh, is... real. Like, Don't forget about tempo. Um push face damage whenever you can uh this is a fantastic fantastic meta to practice the fundamental of like trade or face right i think trade or face is as important right now as it has ever been this question of uh mm -hmm. trade or face I, I i understand you guys will just be like oh well you know wouldn't you always always go face um it's not always face but I know some of you guys are still out there. It's been years, okay? It's been years, and you're still afraid, such that whenever it is trade or face, you pick trade. That's wrong, okay? Expand your horizons. Just open yourself up, all right? Like Merps was saying before, the default action right now should be face, not it's trade. Face, not trade. It's not even like you should think about going face, because that's right 25% of the time, and that's a really large percent of times to be making misplays all the time. No, you're making misplays most of the time if you always trade. Compared to always go face. Like, between always trade and always go face, you should always go face in this meta. And if you are... If you actually care about learning... <laughs> Uh, the best way to learn is to see how you get punished, right? Um, now, don't just blindly do this and be like, oh, I got punished. You know, think about it a little bit. Be like, what am I afraid of here, right? Do I have any reads? Um, how did trading, or, or sorry, how did going face really punish me? Um, mm -hmm. And don't forget to keep an eye on their hand because 
uh, I think what some people do is, you know, after they saw that they got, quote, punished, they kind of just forget about it and be like, oh, blah, blah, I should have done this. Meanwhile, if you keep tracking their hand, whether through HS Replay or something, you'll see that they also had kind of the, quote, perfect answer for your other thing, right? So it means that your face uh, push wasn't wrong. You just weren't winning, period, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so these are also very important things. But I think this meta uh, more you know, just as much, if not more so than any other meta, shows how important getting that face damage in really is. And for some people who, who might be out there sitting and thinking like, man, uh, you know, I'm kind of stuck at averaging four and a half, five wins. How do I get past that point? I don't see any thing I'm doing wrong mostly. I think a lot of you out there might just be like, oh yeah, of course, th this trade was the right move. Like, why wouldn't I push this, right. you know, 4-4 four, four into, let's say, 6-4, right? Like, th that's mm -hmm. pretty good. I, they have a stronger minion, and I just get to take this. And bought, It's like, why were you trading at all? Period. Yeah. So, so there's two parts of the trade or, 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 or push thing, and that, like, you have to properly evaluate uh, how, how, like, what the value of your trade is. So you may just be doing the math of like six, four is 10 stats, four, four is eight stats. I gain two stats of tempo on the board by making this trade. But that has nothing to do with whether you make that trade or not. If your opponent has a bigger minion and you have a smaller minion, you can get that trade. Your question, you don't really care about the tempo because what would happen afterwards? Nothing, right? Your opponent will make the trade for you or what's their other option, right? You're always thinking not about how much more tempo you get by making the trade. That is never the right consideration when you're trying to take down a bigger minion with a smaller minion. Instead, the only things that matter is one, what are his other options? And his other options can only be two things, right? One is kill one of your other minions. If you have a 4-4, maybe you also have like a 2-4 and then or a 2-6 and then his 6-4 can go into your 2-6 and then you'll lose a lot of tempo, right? So that's a big consideration potentially or the other consideration is what if he goes face you've gone face you've gotten four damage but maybe your face is more vulnerable and he's dealing two extra face damage to your face every single turn with this those are what you're afraid of you are never ever afraid that you are giving up value by not throwing a 4-4 into a 6-4 because you never give up that value because your opponent can't do anything besides make that trade or do something that like changes everything, right? And if you're afraid of your opponent doing something that changes everything, that's going to happen every single turn. So nothing you do matters if, if that's what you're like super considering, right? Like unless you're playing around a very specific card that you have a good read on or like whatever, right? So the, the trader face math is when it comes to trading up is not the same. When it comes to trading down... Like, if you have a 5-5 five, five, you're debating whether to eat a 3-5, well, then you debate whether the 5 face damage is worth it or if getting a crap ton of tempo on the board is worth it, right? And in those cases, I still favor trading most of the time, but those situations don't come up as often as you think they do. Uh, a lot of times, like, here's the classic situation that comes up so much, and this is how I know if I'm in a tempo meta or if I'm in, like, if I'm in a face tempo meta or if I'm in a like tempo and then see what you draw more of, of cards kind of like slower tempo meta if i have a car like let's say a three three and my opponent has a car like let's say a four four or something um 
Am I worried about my opponent eating my card and leaving something up with only one health left? Assuming I have a pink class. And if my answer is yes, I am worried about that. I am worried about that because I may need to ping every turn. Uh, and then he'll have two things that I need to ping. Or I am worried about that because they have some weird combo that's going to make that thing like totally crazy. Then, uh, then I am not in a tempo meta. If I'm in a tempo meta, then that means I'm not worrying about that. If he's eating my minion, that's usually very bad. But if it only has one health, I could just ping it the next turn and solve my problem. Right? I always I, I, this also applies not just to ping. Supplies like if you have a, a, a deal three damage card in your hand or something, right? And then your opponent can eat your thing, but leave something with exactly three health on the board. It may seem bad because your opponent's eating your thing of almost the same size and getting really good value. But you're also going to get really good value the very next turn on the tempo side again. So these are just situations where in a tempo meta, you just go face. And then you think you, because you know you can deal with it after. And in a tempo meta, that's what you do. In a slower meta, you don't do that. You just trade because getting the damage on the opponent's face is not worth the, the risk that something crazy happens. Um, so, so, yeah, in this meta, you let the crazy stuff happen if it happens. Because you can't prevent the crazy stuff. And. A lot of times, games are won or lost, actually, based on when your opponent releases the crazy stuff. So, if your opponent releasing the crazy stuff on this turn is something you can vaguely handle, that's not a loss if your opponent does the crazy turn right now, like afterwards. That's just kind of like, this was going to kill me two turns later anyway. Instead, it's killing me now. And that's only if they have it. So, if they do have it, I'm in no worse of a position than I would be two turns from now. And if they don't have it, then I'm in a much stronger position. Right, so that's that's the the crazy cards math and the pushing face and cleaning it up afterwards math. Not really math, more like just considerations. Considerations, yeah. I think that's a good word for it. All right, I felt like we talked a lot. Hopefully, this is helpful in getting your mind uh, to the right to the right mentality for this meta. I really don't know when they're going to mess with the arena offering race. They haven't in a long time, and now you kind of know why, right? Like, why did they not nerf Mage? It's because the actual, like, constructive balance team was probably telling them, hey, we're probably going to nerf this card soon. Um, and now they have. But again, the problem with Mage is not really... The, 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 this, the win rates have problems. It's that this card still exists. I don't even... Like, the location is was really terrible. But Deathborn is also really terrible. And Deathborn is offered more than the location for whatever reason. Like, there's got to be a bug. Like, I really think there's a bug with Deathborn offering rates. Um, because I'm going to just show you the Deathborn... Uh, in percent of decks, right? In percent of decks for mage class cards. Uh, Deathborn, by the way, is a rare card. And Nightcloak Sanctum is a location, and locations have an offering bonus uh, attached to them. You, you see locations, like, everywhere, and you don't see other cards more. But, assuming all of these are, are auto-picks. Suspicious Alchemist, Nightcloak Sanctum, Deathborn. They're all pretty much auto-picks. Deathborn is in... They're, they're all rare, too. Deathborn is in 33% of decks. Nightcloak Sanctum is in 28.4% of decks. Suspicious Alchemist is in 24.5% of decks. Yeah. 
like, like how? I don't know, man. You also have the uh, chance to like discover it as well, right? So if you guys are thinking, mm -hmm. man, uh, you see it a lot, yes, Pat, like naturally you are seeing a lot of Deathborn, and you know there's the annoying wand thieves and all the you know Onyx Mage Scribe, all the generation mm -hmm. stuff, and the suspicious alchemists. Although that one you can just Deathborn them afterwards. The number of times in which. They suspicious alchemist a deathborn, and then you're like, well, obviously they picked the deathborn, and then you're in a deathborn standoff where you both know each other has a deathborn and you can't go first it is just awful. All right, um, anything else you want to add, or we can uh, we can wrap this uh, wrap this life for a jump? Yeah, let's wrap this up. I think this is good. Look, if there was any takeaway, just go face. It's actually correct. It, it's more correct than not uh, for this meta compared to other metas and you'll learn something okay you'll learn something just make sure you're learning correctly mm -hmm. all right on that note until next week this is africa this is murph see you guys Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.